What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? Uh, this is Michael, and I have with me Ryan over here. Say hi, Ryan. What's up, man? And uh, we're actually, we, we pull aside, uh, we, we got a lot of like requests for newer players. We get them all the time where newer players are asking, you know, hey, I just bought a calf box, what do I buy next? You know, I just got this, what do I do? Or how do I use these units that I got in my calf box? Uh, so we're actually going to cover, and like this whole special segment, really, if you're a, a veteran player and you listen to normal podcast and uh, it's a, you know, you, you already know what you're doing, these probably won't benefit you too much. They might have some like secret hidden tactics you didn't know or some hidden things that you didn't know you could do with these units. But uh, but uh, basically, this segment is totally dedicated to the new player for uh, 30K Horse Heresy, just picking up a calf box or just jumped in the game, not really sure what the uh, these new units do that they're looking at. Um, and so we're just going to kind of break some units down. Today we're actually going to go over the Contemptor Dreadnought. Uh, Ryan's got a little list together on what you can do with the Contemptor and what you can load them out with. And Is it just items fresh out of the calc box, Ryan? Is that a... Uh, yeah, I basically just cover the normal Contemptor, the Contemptor Cortis, which is just the same model. You just say, hey, this one's a Cortis. And then... <laughs> I went ahead and did the mortise because if you have two calc boxes, you could, you know, just steal the assault cannon from the other one and put two assault cannon arms on one of them or two multi-month arms on one of them. But it's going to be the assault cannon arms. Let's not kid ourselves. Hey, I don't know about that, man. Two power fist arms. But, you know, wouldn't well, be a mortise then. But Right, right. Anyway, so we got this... Uh, Got this little breakdown for you guys. Uh, really, if like I said, if you're a veteran player, this might not benefit you too much, but this is for the newer people out there. And if you know some newer people that are just starting to get into it, uh, maybe shoot this their way, you know? Maybe give them a hand. But anyway, let's go ahead and get this show on the road, Ryan. Uh, Contemptor Dreadnoughts, what can you do with them? All right, so let's, let's first, first thing we need to do is go over the fact that there are three Contemptor Patterns that they all essentially use the same model. Um, the Mortis basically has two, you know, shooting weapons, and the other two can have, you know, basically any weapon loadout you want on them. Um, so it's good to understand that, you know, they all have different stats and special rules, and uh, depending on what pattern you have, in my opinion, the, the role that you're going to use them in your army will be different. So we'll start with just your standard Contemptor. So your standard Contemptor is kind of like the, the all-round guy. He's the, the most well-rounded. Um, so he's going to be weapon skill 5, ballistic skill 5, strength 7, front armor 13, side armor 12, rear armor 10, initiative 4, um, 3 attacks, and 3 hole points. And then, obviously, if you give him the uh, extra close combat weapon, he'll go up to four attacks. But um, So the standard Contemptor uh, has fleet. Um, it can be taken in a Talon. Um, it ha it's automatic shielding, which is a five-up and vulnerable save to all shooting attacks and a six-up save in close combat. Works in a 360-degree arc, so no matter what direction you're fired from, you get that save. Um, it's also the most expensive of the three variants, uh, it's designed to be well-rounded and good at both shooting and assault rolls, so it's arguably the most flexible. Um, and it may take a Dreadnought Drop Pod as a dedicated transport, or a Dreadclaw with Orbital Assault. Um, and you can also just buy, you know, a random Dreadclaw and throw it in there as a fast attack if you want. So that's pretty much uh, the Contemptor. 
So the Cordis. So the Cordis is like a diet version of the standard Contemptor. Um, so he's discounted points. Uh, it's designed to, in my opinion, be more for assault um, because of its abilities that we'll talk about in a second. So it it drops. It's the same stat line basically, but its weapon skill and ballistic skill are only four, um, and its base strength is only six. Um, but if you put, you know, if you have close dreadnought close combat weapons on there, it gets doubled to ten, becomes AP two anyway. So that's not a huge deal except for uh, Hammer of Wrath hits. Um, so it still has fleet and can still be taken in a Talon. Um, the other disadvantages are that it can never uh, count as a scoring unit. Um, which that rarely comes into play because most of the time your contemptors aren't going to be scoring unless you are running a uh, special ride of war or running like the uh, the raider raider detachment or whatever playing those missions or zone mortalis where elites count as scoring. But for the most part in standard games, that's not going to be any different than a normal contemptor. Um, so it comes standard with move through cover. And it can overcharge its reactor to gain some abilities that are almost all movement buffs or uh, buffs in assault. So that's why I was saying this seat should be more like if you're wanting to build an assault dreadnought, this should be the one you go with. Um, so it has, it gains its abilities. You can get, uh, make it gain rage, um, plus one to move and charge distances. You can give it a plus two to run distance. Uh, plus one to its initiative, um, and it's like I said, it's also the cheapest of the three patterns of uh, Contemptor. So it can also take a Dreadnought Drop Pod uh, or a Dreadclaw with Orbital Assault, and then you can also take a loose Dreadclaw to throw it in. So it still has all the same transport options. So like I said, the reason I like that one for Assault is Assault's a little riskier than shooting, so it being cheaper it makes it a little more disposable. You're not as worried about losing it. Um, and then the fact that it can use its reactor to gain a lot of assault abilities. I'd say, honestly, if you're like new to the game, just getting in there, you're probably playing a lot of Zone Mortalis games. You're probably always going to want to squeeze at least a Cortis into your list. Just uh, it just because of the cheaper points, and it's just strength 10 running around. Very much worth it. Yeah, and yeah, it's not that expensive. What I think it's, what, 135 base, something like that. Yeah. Very cheap. So, so um, lastly, we have um, a uh, Contemptor Mortis pattern. So this is obviously very much to be meant to be the shooting variant, as it has no close combat weapons. Um, it has BS5, but its weapon skill is only 4 and does not have fleet, so it's the only one without fleet. And may not be taken in a Talon, so you can't and, take it in a squad. And, and for you new guys out there that aren't really sure about the what the Talon is, uh, it's a basically you can take up to three Dreadnoughts in a Talon, and they have to be deployed together, but they don't—they're not treated as a uh, as a squadron. They get to operate independently after deployment. So right, and the advantage to that is you're only spending like one elite slot to get multiple Dreadnoughts. Totally worth it. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, so the Mortis cannot be taken into Talon, so each you know each independent one you take is going to have to be uh, its own leech choice. Um, it's also the only Contemptor that does not have an option for a dedicated transport, um, so the only way to transport it is to buy a loose Dreadclaw as fast attack and throw it in there. Um, the But it does have a unique ability 
in that it comes standard with a helical targeting array. So this allows it to gain Skyfire and Interceptor if you choose not to move. Now, what's funny about that, we just did a... Uh, this rule question came up, and we really read it and, and analyzed it. So if you don't get the first turn, so say say I have uh, Contemptor Mortises in my army, and I have them sitting there, but I don't go first, and my opponent brings in drop pods, you know, do I get to intercept? Unfortunately, you do not. The rule specifically state is um, on your turn, if you choose not to move it, then it gains you know, these abilities. Well, you ob obviously you've not had a turn yet to choose not to move it to gain the ability, so it doesn't work. So, I mean, I guess you could, like, house rule it with buddies or whatever, but rules as written, it, uh, it, it doesn't work. So, it is what it is. Just throwing that out there. Um, so, but it, it, if you do get a chance to use it um, and, and choose not to move it, it gains Skyfire and Interceptor, um, which is pretty good. Um, it's one of the few ground units in 30k with Skyfire, so this is a really good piece of war gear. You got this thing, the Dorado, um, the uh, the Whirlwind with the upgrade for the anti-air missiles, and I believe that's really pretty much it that has Skyfire on the ground for Marines. Yeah. Can you think of anything else? Without oh, uh, flak, mi flak, flak missiles on uh, anything that could take flak missiles on infantry. Yeah, pretty much without going into fortifications and stuff like that. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So you see a lot of these Contemptor Mortis Dreadnoughts, so definitely be aware of how they work. So as far as, like, what, what can you do? Like, what are little things you can do to make these guys better? Well, because they do not have the Legion of Stardis rule, that's a difference from 40K. Um, for anybody moving over from 40K, you know that Dreadnoughts in 40K gain chapter tactics. So say you have, if you're playing 40K and you have you know, Space Wolf's chapter have their own chapter tactics. Those chapter tactics work on their Dreadnoughts because they have the rule. In 30K, that is not the case. 30K Dreadnoughts do not have Legion Astartes, so they do not gain the tactics of the Legion. So that's a, a, a big difference between 30K and 40K Dreadnoughts. So be aware of that. Um, but there are certain rights of war or certain abilities that specifically state these work on Dreadnoughts or these work on every model in your detachment. So on and so forth. So I dug through, and these are uh, there may be a few more, but um, these are the only ones I could find that if you do these things, they will affect your dreadnoughts. So the Ultramarine Logos Lectora Right of War allows dreadnoughts to reroll run, gives them counterattack, and allows them to snapshot at BS2 if they didn't move, which obviously with the Cordus could be good because then you can also stack that with Interceptor and Skyfire. Um, and Gilliman, um, so Gilliman, and you're allowed to pick a unit type, and all units of that type gain one of three special rules. I believe they're counterattack, tank hunter, and um, implacable advance. So what's funny is typically you can only use that ability on three things because they have to, like, they have to be all from, taken from the same choice. So, for example, you could pick Land Raiders, but you would have to pick Land Raiders chosen as Heavy Support or Land Raiders chosen as uh, Dedicated Transport. You can't, It wouldn't work on both. But because Dreadnoughts, you can take them in Talons, you could take, like, and you have four Elite slots, you could potentially take 12 Dreadnoughts and then declare Dreadnoughts and give them Implacable Advance and have 12 scoring Dreadnoughts in an Ultramarine Army without taking a Right of War. 
that's beautiful. So that's something to think of. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and then also in an ultramarine army, the way the ultramarines legion tactic works is if you if you have a unit that shoots at something, then any legion Astartes ultramarine unit that then shoots at it afterwards gets the bonus. But the original firing unit just has to be classed as a quote-unquote ultramarine unit, which if you read the description of what an ultramarine unit is, it's essentially any unit in the detachment that is an ultramarine detachment. So your dreadnoughts can trigger, even though they can't partake in the effects, they can trigger the ability. So if you have a dreadnought in your ultramarine army, you shoot those first, and then all your guys that are Legion of Sturdies that fire afterwards will get the bonus of shooting at the same target that your dreadnought fired at. So you can use them to tar- to trigger the ability. So that's pretty cool. So there's a lot of synergy there with ultramarine dreadnoughts. If you want to put them in a list, they do benefit from a lot of the things the ultramarines can do. Um, so death guard dreadnoughts, you can give them chem munitions. That's an upgrade you can put on anything in a death guard army. So you can give all, if you put flamers on any of your dreadnoughts, you can give them shred. And then with their right of war, um, it gives all models in the army move through cover. Well, because it's all models in the army, they don't have to have a Legion of Stardes, then your Dreadnoughts would gain it. So that's pretty cool. Um, the Salamander Rite of War, Covenant of Fire, um, gives you plus one to the strength of all flamers, and it's the entire detachment, even on vehicles, so that would affect your Dreadnoughts. Um, Dark Angels, uh, you can take molecular acid shells on your dreadnoughts. It's one of the few reasons to ever put a heavy bolter on a dreadnought or those shells in a Dark Angel army. Um, and you can, uh, in an Iron Wing uh, protocol army, they get a Goliath of War, which your dreadnoughts then cause fear and gain tank hunter, which can be pretty good. Um, we were somebody was talking about it on the Varangian Heresy. Uh, I think the last episode of the episode before about taking Leviathans with the Cyclonic Meltalances in a Iron Wing so that those Cyclonic Meltalances gain Tank Hunter, um, which seems pretty good. <laughs> Sounds solid. So that's something to think about. Um, Blood Angels. So Blood Angel Day of Revelation, Rite of War, um, on the basically anything that arrives from Deep Strike on turn one gains an automatic 5-plus cover save. Well, while that's good, you could put your Dreadnoughts in Dreadnought Drop Pods, which have Shrouded. So due to the Day of Revelation, when your Dreadnought Drop Pod comes in, it automatically gains a 5-plus cover save even in the open. And then because it's automatically Shrouded, it jumps up to a 3-plus even in the open, which is pretty cool. And then obviously the Dreadnought inside would um, get the same same effect now that you can target the Dreadnoughts inside. So the Blood Angel Day of Revelation Rite of War makes you pretty resilient on that first turn you come in. Um, plus, Blood Angel Dreadnoughts can swap any heavy flamers that they have for assault cannons. So you can, you know, throw assault cannons on your Dreadnoughts in a Blood Angel army. It's pretty sweet. Um, in an Iron Hand army, Ferris Manus, if you have Ferris Manus in your army, he gives all vehicles it will not die. And you can buy any vehicle in your army, Blessed Auto Simacra. So you could put that on your dreadnoughts which is kind of nice uh, uh night lords give them night fight <laughs> so that's a really small bonus but you know there you go you can get night fight on your dreadnoughts if you're night lords and then the iron warriors right of war gives them extra armor for free which is people on a dreadnought 
people don't realize how important that little five point upgrade is of extra armor. Uh, I know this because I play Word Bearers and we have that three hundred point demon dreadnought, the Maraha Gal. And I've tried using it twice, and in both games, someone shot and stunned it, and then it just stands there with its dick in its hand because <laughs> it costs three hundred points. But the, you know, co- you know, they you make you pay three hundred points for it, but they can't give it extra armor for nope. crying out loud. So if it's stunned, it just stands there, can't assault, can't move, or whatever, or has no ability where it ignores that. It's so terrible. Anyway. Me confused. <laughs> Me hurt. Yeah. Cool. Good job, guys. Three hundred point dreadnought doesn't have extra armor awesome so anyway so that extra armor is important and then um in an iron warrior army any heavy bolter any any model equipped with a heavy bolter can swap their normal heavy bolter rounds out for shrapnel shells which basically just makes your ap your ap on your heavy bolters one less so they go to ap5 which isn't usually a big deal unless you're playing mechanicum or solar ox but the shells do gain pinning which is kind of cool so but anyway, I mean, that's digging through all the little rights of war and legion tactics and all that stuff. Those are the only things I could find that, you know, it really matters, you know, if you have a dreadnought and whatever. Usually they just function as a base thing. But those are, you know, if you play any of these, ar- lucky enough to play any of these armies or want to play any of these armies and really love dreadnoughts, there's some uh, bonuses you could look for there. Yeah, especially if you're new for starting the game. I mean, you brought up that Iron Warriors uh, shrapnel bolts. You know, a lot of people overlook that. But uh, for some of the smaller games, like if you're playing Tactical Strike, where the pinning rules stack and you start looking into Iron Warriors shrapnel bolts, it gets real brutal, especially when you have a double twin linked (laughs) mortis with uh, shrapnel bolts. It gets pretty rude. So for the smaller games like Zomortalis and anything like that, you know, some of these little upgrades that you can bring to your dreadnoughts that a lot of times get overlooked. Uh, definitely something to look into, guys. Well, and, and in Heresy, it's funny cuz even like veteran cuz in 40k veteran units typically all have veteran leadership like every member of the squad, so when you lose your sergeant, it doesn't matter, you're still like leadership 9. Right. In 30k, that's not the case. Only the sergeant has the higher leadership, and then because there's no such thing in 30k as they shall know no fear pinning sort of sucks because it's like if you can get rid of that sergeant in the unit and then make them take pinning tests you're gonna fail it almost 50 percent of the time so it sucks like it's you have a little bit i think you have it's like 60 percent to pass because your leadership eight but on a nine ten eleven or twelve um you fail and it's not you fail <laughs> it's not good so pinning pinning is more useful in 30k than it is in 40k. So once again, if you're moving over from 40k, there are a lot of there's just some subtle differences, I guess, as you could put it, where certain abilities seem to be more useful. A lot of that, uh, anything that's punishes you on leadership or makes you take leadership tests, like a lot of times in 40k, there's so much fearless, there's so much they shall know no fear, there's so much whatever. Like people, like it's almost like the rules writers like don't really want the leader like any psychological or leadership things to exist so they like make everything so high or give them all these abilities where they don't have to worry about it but in 30k it really actually plays a pretty big role in the game Ten thousand so. years really jade somebody yeah <laughs> but anyway that's pretty much it um you got anything to add to that michael not really man pretty much hit it hit it on the head i was actually looking through my age of darkness book just to check and make sure there's nothing you miss so it's kind of following through each legion and yeah it's pretty yeah. much hit the nail on the head there bud yeah so, so 
So anyway, guys, uh, so that's pretty much it. I mean, basically, if you get your Contemptor Dreadnought in your hand, you're looking at it from your calf box, you're wondering, do I turn this into a Mortis Dreadnought? Do I turn this into a Contemptor? Or do I turn this into a Cortis? Which, you know, not much difference in the Cortis. The Cortis can actually be both. You know, if you have a Mortis or you have a Contemptor and you're like, man, I need to save some points, you can pretty much swing the Cortis either way because he can have both ends of loadouts of the Spectrum. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he is going to be a little bit cheaper, but... Also, if you play White Scars, you shouldn't have any Dreadnoughts in your army, as I do not believe in Dreadnoughts. So if you want to be a White Scar player, ignore everything I just said, sell all your Dreadnoughts, and trade it for uh, Jet Bikes and Javelin Land Speeders. Same thing with Space Wolves. Especially Contemptors. Yeah, they... Don't they have them, but they're just kind of, like, frowned upon? Like, White Scars do not have Dreadnoughts, yeah. the way I understand it in the fluff. Yeah, Space Wolves think a Contemptor pattern and Dreadnoughts are cursed. Mm. So. so that's why Bjorn is a box dread. That's why Bjorn's a box dread. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, guys, uh, if you have any more questions on anything, feel free to find us on Facebook, The Forgotten Legion. You can go to our Facebook page, post any questions up there. We get a lot of questions on that. Uh, as well, feel free to email us. You can email us at michael at warhammer30k.com or ryan at warhammer30k.com pretty quick about responding back to you guys and we'll usually shout you out on the show and uh, go over your whatever question you had uh especially if you're new to the new to the game guys just uh you know stay tuned listen to some radio free Esteban. we'll have more of these like this to kind of cover some of the new units in the box and then of course later on uh some actual more i guess deeper things that you don't get in the calf box so yep so uh that's all we got for you guys uh y'all have a good one Go play Later. with your new, your new couch box.